A legendary name in hardcore supplementation. Iron Mag Labs. 100% original, patent-pending Andro Compound. The most effective, hardcore, groundbreaking, bodybuilding supplements in the world. In the world. Iron Mag Labs. Revolutionizing hardcore supplementation for more than a decade. Visit IronMagLabs.com. IronMagLabs.com. Welcome back to Central Bodybuilding. I am your host, Jeff Roberts, and I am here as always with my co-host, Matt White. What's going on, Matt? Not much. What's going on, birthday boy? Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Yesterday was my 30th birthday. I'm officially old, old. as dirt. <laughs> yeah. Rob sent me a, a meme of the most interesting man in the world that said, I don't always wish wish you a happy birthday, but when I do, it's because you're old. <laughs> and uh, welcome to the thirty club. Yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy. It's just because I think of thirty of all the ages, you I, I just don't think you never really think you're gonna be thirty. You know, um, even when you're twenty eight, at least for me, like you never really think that you're gonna be thirty because you you've gone your whole life being a teenager and then you're in your twenties for so it seems like so long because you're still young, you know, and the young years go by the slowest. So, it, it you just never really think that you're gonna be in your thirties and that's like that's old and stuff. But then you get there and it's like oh this isn't too bad, you know. Thirties uh, thirties uh, the new twenty. I hate when people say that shit. Uh, it's um, just a number. Yeah, right. It's 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 quite arbitrary. Um, because you know, I talked to a, a guy at work, and he's like, you know, a lot of people don't even make it to thirty. So to, it's it's one of those things where you could you could say, people look at, like, turning thirty, turning forty, turning fifty as a negative thing, which is insane because, you've made it to thirty, you've made it to forty. I mean, even even regardless of how successful you are or how you know much money you earn or anything like that you've made it that far you know if you if you look in the grand scheme of things a lot of people don't even make it to 40 or make it to 50 because of disease or this or that or whatever and uh i think that it's it's a great accomplishment to to make every decade and you know to to get further and further on in life i think so i think it's yeah. more of a a positive thing than it is a negative plus Plus, it's nice to have people, you know, it's also kind of a challenge where you can like, if you're 30, you can tell people you're 22 and they're like, oh yeah, okay. You know, like I, I could easily do that, especially if I grew my hair out and gained a little bit of weight, they'd be like, I'm like, I'm 22. They're like, okay. Like nobody would know the difference. Like I still look like a little kid, um, I think, but maybe that's just my, uh, dysmorphia or something but yeah it was a very uneventful birthday i worked for eight hours like any other monday uh, i went to the gym trained some triceps and uh had a good workout did skull crushers crushers for the first time in like four years 
And my elbows actually don't hurt. I thought I had to give them up forever. So maybe 30 is the new 20 because I rocked out some skull crushers and I feel fine. So there you go. Um, yeah, it's all good in the world. Um, which is an ironic statement for our later topics. But <laughs> uh, first thing I want to say is I want to give a shout out. We did the Arnold preview last week and I had a, a fan on Twitter just uh, say that he was disappointed that I didn't mention Luke Sando. I think his name, I think, I think I pronounced it right. Sando, um, which is oddly similar to the word, to the name Sandow. Um, but this kid, Luke Sando, he's from the UK. Um, I have seen interview. I'm totally familiar with the guy. I've seen interviews with him and stuff. I've seen him compete before. Very good bodybuilder. I don't know that he's this caliber. I think when you get on the Arnold stage, when you're not an absolute freak of nature, with the roundness and crispness and, and the tie-ins that these guys have. I mean, you saw Ruley Winkler come on the scene and play seventh at the Arnold. But Ruley Winkler is, is I mean, he's Ruley Winkler. He's a freak of the highest order in regards to roundness and skin quality and those kind of intangibles that you can't train for. Uh, I don't know that Luke Sando has that necessarily. He's got pretty good structure. He's very balanced, very what I would call symmetrical as in all the muscles being evenly distributed, maybe could use a little more legs and a little more sweep, which could never hurt, especially when you're standing next to Dallas McCarver. But uh, yeah, I think he's going to be, he's going to be somewhere in the middle there, somewhere in the mix. He'll represent the UK well. And uh, he seems like he has a good head head on his shoulders. Um, So yeah, I, I didn't mean to exclude anyone uh, coming in, it was just we kind of did a brief a brief preview. It's kind of a um, weak is a is a negative word, but it's kind of a what's a better word than weak? It's kind of an underwhelming lineup, I guess. Uh, which actually we, we didn't even talk about this yet, but Kai Green was on. Uh, we talked kind of highly of Kai Green the other day. Um, I'm gonna bash him a little bit again, <laughs> and I don't care what we gave him too much love because like. This guy, Vlad, I think he was, like, he interviewed, they clickbaited me into it. He's interviewing Kai Green, and Kai was giving his, like, Arnold Classic picks and stuff, you know. And he, like, it was, like, one of the most painful interviews I've ever heard. Like, Kai didn't say anything. This guy, he's like, what do you think about David Henry? What do you think about Jose Raymond? What do you think about Ashkenani? What do you think about Cedric? What do you think about, it's like, and Kai, first of all, he acted like calling it a weak lineup was blasphemy. He's like, it's not weak at all. There are superstar names and this and that. It's like, dude, why, why can't you just be honest? Like, I that is just so annoying that these guys, like, Kai is the worst of the group. It's just everything that comes out of his mouth is ingenuine like all of it it's so and every single guy he's like well you know this guy's just following his dream it's like man he, he didn't give any type of prediction he didn't i mean i didn't even finish watching the thing because i was literally like I, I just you know i wanted to choke him i'm like man he I can't. was acting weird though too yeah and like i don't like know. he was like he was on something like what his, is kai, what is eye what, movement it was it what was is weird. what is what is the appeal of kai i don't understand i really don't get it I do not understand why Kai is so popular. Like, how can you even listen to, like, I don't even know how you listen to the guy. He's, like, looking at the camera all weird. It's like he, it's like he's, 
It's like he's reaching so hard to be unique and entertaining and just botching it. And it's like the way that he answered the questions was so painful to listen to because you you just knew exactly what he well, you knew exactly what he wasn't going to say, I should say. Not so much well, he's what he was. the complete opposite of Vlad. Vlad's like very dry. So what do you think about this guy? Do you think David Henry's going to come in looking good? Do you think he day is going to recapture the win? Like he's so dry. And then there's Kai, like, it, like he just snorted Coke and, and he's trying to give an interview and he can't, yeah, he can't like a lot Without of any com- answers. Like, a couple of the competitors. He couldn't remember their names. Right after Vlad said them. Like, he clearly doesn't follow professional bodybuilding. He's just, like, trying to be so positive, trying to bash the Olympia and and talk about how great the Arnold is. And it's just, like, it was just such a painful interview to watch. It was like, man, I don't know. I don't know. Don't click on that video, everybody. (laughs) Like, just don't don't do it. Because you think, oh. just, Just replayed it. MD's trying to get some clickbait going and, and oh, get yeah, some cash off their YouTube. They're uh, in, in some sort of partnership, but I just think Shocking. I just think I thought okay, so Kai's not competing anymore. Maybe he'll give some honest opinions. What he thinks of Cedric. What he thinks of Dallas. And he just didn't. He was not honest. He was not open. He just said, "Oh, Dallas McCarver's got oodles of muscle, and he's a great competitor." Oh, Cedric McMillan is a great poser. Yeah. And it's like, and then he talks, talks about how it's not a weak lineup at all. I think that's almost blasphemy because we have great names in this lineup. We have Lionel Baecki. Like, Lionel Baecki? <laughs> Lionel Baecki is like, does he have a pro win? Like, man, it's the Arnold Classic. Like, think about who wins the Arnold Classic. You know, Flex Wheeler, um, Dexter Jackson, Branch Warren. You know, Victor Martinez. It's not fucking the 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 Orlando Europa show. It's I mean, it's just like be be real. Like you can like Kai, you can discuss how it's a weak Arnold without being disrespectful or getting spanked by anyone. You know, it's just like a little kid talking to the principal and making sure he doesn't say the wrong thing about the school. Like, God, it was it was nauseating. So well, here's here's the interesting thing too, and you know. For those of you who don't know, Generation Iron is actually going to be doing the live stream of the Arnold Classic. So, you know, I I give them props for doing that because I personally would love to see it. I'm not going to be there this year. I got something to take back, uh, take uh, to do here at the office. So I'm not going to make it out. But I wanted to see the show. However, Kai is going to be one of the co-hosts. You know, it's going to be him. The volume is going to be off. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm going to give him a shot. I, I like giving people an opportunity to prove me wrong. Uh, I don't have my hopes up real high. I, I think that he's going to completely butcher the commentary. Uh, but I'm going to give him a shot. I'll, I'll leave the volume on for a little bit. And if he proves to be what we think that he is, then I will turn it off. This is what he's going to do. Ready, everyone? I'm going to tell you what he's going to do. The same way I predict a lot of shit. Like... Celeste Bonin and PJ Braun divorcing. Oh, go figure. What a shock. We'll get into that too. But so like he's going to ask Flex Wheeler questions and make it like slow, which is going to kind of bog down. Like he's going to ask him, so Mr. Legendary Flex Wheeler, when you were competing, what? it's like he's going to do that stupid shit. 
and try to give too much respect to Flex Wheeler during the commentary when you're supposed to be providing commentary. And then he's going to, and then he, the other thing he's going to do is agree with Flex Wheeler. You watch, he's going to be like, oh yeah, I definitely agree. I see that. He's going to agree with Flex Wheeler and ask Flex Wheeler questions. That's pretty much how it's going to go. That's how I, I can just see that's how Kai would be in that situation. But, um, speaking of I want to talk to somebody who, who actually knows Kai though, like on a personal level, like, you know, it would almost I do. be Ron, like, Ron I, Norman. I almost, I, I spoke, we, we need I've, to talk to somebody and I've find out to, if this is is, is this how Kai is in in real life? No, it's an act. He's, oh. he's 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 Ron Norman even said it. Ron Norman's not some douchebag. Like Ron Norman is a fucking you know Ron Norman's a man. He does his own thing. He's a very wealthy accountant in New York. Like he he's not some like petty child. And Ron is like. He said n- nothing genuine about Kai Green. He's completely ingenuine. He's a totally different. Like, and Lee Priest said the same thing. He's like, yeah, he goes up to, he goes up to, uh, um, Dexter in the in the in the pump up room, and he's like, yo, nigga, nigga, you know, that's what that's what uh, Lee says. And then he gets on the on the in front of the camera, and he's like, well, in the deepest darkest dwells of our heart, you know, it's like. He, he's all these different people. It's not like, I mean, Kai is, is, a, he's always playing a character and that's what, um, that's what Ron Norman says. And, uh, if, if you, if you listen to Ron Norman speak about Kai Green's character and personality, it makes perfect, perfect sense in regards to how he acts. It's like, oh, well, that all makes sense now because, you know, it's like, it all fits right into place, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's that's how I that's that's how it's not how he actually is. I mean, you think he sits down with you know Aaron Singerman or whatever. And uh, speaking of Aaron Singerman, I uh, I'm predicting this too. Aaron Singerman and David Bay are gonna have a thing at the Arnold. Okay, that's my prediction too, because I said that's where David Bay will end up. He'll end up with Aaron Singerman, right? I bet you. I'm I'm thinking because I heard RX Muscle say something about well David Bay's not gonna help us at the Arnold or not help because they invited David Bay to like you know sit down in their interviews which would be cool but he said no he's collaborating with someone else but I can't say who I bet you it's Aaron um, good possibility prediction yeah. number two so uh, yeah I just think uh, the the whole Kai Green being unreal it's just man it was it was an unfortunate video but. The one thing about the commentary, Lee Priest and I are planning to record our show during prejudging. So you can't listen to us live, unfortunately. But when you listen back to International Iron, the next episode, it's like, I believe, 41. Um, something, I think it's 41, the next show. We're going to record it Friday. Um, ideally, we're going to try to, I don't know if it's going to work out, but we're planning on recording it during the prejudging. Um, so you're going to be listening to us break the competitors down and talk and everything. I don't think that, I don't think that's ever been done before on a radio show. That'll be like a, a first time thing where two guys break down a show on the air on the radio and then discuss it and stuff right after. I think it's going to, cause it's going to be fresh in our minds and I think it's going to be really, really cool. Um, I mean, I'll take, I'll take Lee Priest and Jeff Roberts over Flex Wheeler and Kai Green any day. I don't know about <laughs> <anyone else. laughs> But, um. 
Yeah, so that that's going to be really cool. But anyways, I digress. We um, there are a few things going on in the industry now. I mean, really, a few more black eyes. We had uh, Blackstone Labs was raided. Uh, everyone knows about this was in the industry. I don't know. I don't know a lot about this. I don't know how much research you did. I did minimal research on all the drug busts and stuff. I actually did more on the uh, drug bust at Iron Addicts, which we're also going to talk about. But um, the Blackstone Labs one, I think it's, I think it's, I, I have a feeling, and I've I've, I've been, I've been uh, told things from different people and read different things that I think it's a lot worse than we know because. First of all, it came out that it was because of DMAA, dimethyl, whatever that that chemical is, the the stimulant that was that made uh, Jack 3D and OxyElite Pro, uh, the USP Lab product, so popular. Um, and uh, OxyElite Pro was a phenomenal product, by the way. I love that shit. I didn't like Jack 3D because before a workout, that stuff was, I didn't like it at all. But for like a car ride or something, man, OxyElite was like great. Uh, but anyways, I just think it, it didn't make sense to me off the back. So I'm like, wait, they got rated for DMAA. I mean, high tech, high tech pharmaceuticals, they have includes DMAA all over their ads and products, right? In muscular development and on websites and shit. So how do you, how does Blackstone get nailed for DMAA? Cause it's in one of their products when other companies are like boasting about it, you know? And then, then people are, you know, Joe Pietero had his his uh, piece on it and everything, saying it's not DMAA, it's other stuff, you know, uh, worse things. And that makes sense to me because I don't know, man, DMAA. I don't even think it's. I don't even think it's banned. I think it was. Uh, I don't remember exactly what happened with DMAA, but it wasn't like banned like a like a pro hormone would be. It was more like. Um, there was some other thing that happened with it. It wasn't illegal. It just was illegal to like, I don't know. I don't really know. But I, I, I found that kind of interesting, like that it was for DMAA. I just didn't believe that necessarily. But and it comes to come to find out people are saying it's not because of that. And now you have uh, coincidentally, you have them. Celeste and him uh, splitting up right afterwards. It's like I feel like Celeste is running for the hills, and she's talking about, oh, Celeste bodies is going to be separate from Blackstone Labs now. Like, I mean, wasn't it always separate? Like, what the hell is the? I don't know. But I just think it kind of it, it kind of sounds like uh, I mean, in regards to those two like leaving each other, like, come on, like they got they they knew each other for seven minutes and they got married. Like that they, they <laughs> that doesn't work. You know, you got PJ Braun who's Mr. Bang everybody in the industry, according to lots of people. I don't know PJ Brown, but he's like Mr. You know, sleep around and bang everyone he sees, according to a lot of people. Then Celeste is Celeste. I mean, plastic face, you know, diva. That's not going to work out. (laughs) Like, come on now. Uh, But, and like I said, they literally got married. I mean, at least their, their, their relationship became public, like, weeks before they got married, literally. So that's never a good sign. They've only, they've probably only been together for three and a half. They haven't been together for four years. No way. So maybe three and a half at best. So it's not like they were in a long-term relationship and who knows, like who knows what was going on in the inner workings of that clusterfuck. But 
uh, it, it kind of feels like, because um, my wife watched one video Celeste posted. It was kind of a train wreck, annoying video of her acting like, I don't know, like her. And uh, it, it, it sounded like her running for the hills because he was get like in trouble. And I, 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 now I don't feel bad for PJ, not even a little bit, but I think I, I, it kind of feels like PJ's whole world is like kind of crumbling because you had the fallout with Meadows and Singerman and, uh, he, whatever happened with Singerman, he probably just got steamrolled by Singerman. And then He's left with Blackstone. Now it seems like he's in drug trouble, which would be the second time he's been in drug trouble, if you remember. Um, yeah. So, I don't know, man. When he made that video, like, b- cursing out John and those guys, and he looked, like, he looked coked up in the video, and just, like, I don't know. I, I doesn't Things aren't looking great for P.J. Braun, it doesn't look like. But um, it's just uh, quite the unraveling of that whole, when it, when it was... They had Evan Senapani and John Meadows, and they were prime nutrition. Like, what a fall from grace. I mean, with the exception of Aaron, who's just, you know, producing kids like a rabbit, and he's very successful still. He's got his wife. They seem to be doing good. They got third kid on the way, et cetera. I mean, Aaron's taking care of himself for sure, but um, the rest of that whole little dynasty they had going is just kind of just completely burning in flames. But what do you make of this raid? Like, what is your... What do you what do you think is is the the root cause behind it, and do you think there's any correlation between that and the split up of uh of these two? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a correlation, but I, when when I first heard about it, I threw it up on my social media, and and I said, does anybody have any details on the raid that took place at Blackstone? And and people were saying, oh, you know, it was DMAA, you know, they seized. I don't know, 67 pallets or something like that. And, you know, I come to get more information and here it was just like a, a Tahoe that rolled up with two, um, DEA guys. They, they rolled up and, and started talking to, I guess, whoever was inside. And obviously they're not going to be taking 67 pallets of, uh, a product in in you know a tahoe or a suburban or whatever they rolled up in so it's not like they came in supposedly you know as a gigantic raid uh from from what i'm hearing and and i could be wrong you know the people that that are feeding me the information could be wrong uh but they're they're a trusted source but they too don't feel that this is dmaa related um they think that there's more to it they think that they're looking for something different if you can read between the lines um, no pun intended, but, uh, I don't know. It's, it's tough. I think Celeste, I think she was in a tough spot and, and she, it's like the Titanic. You see it going down and, and it's been going down for months now. I think she finally had enough and, and she just doesn't want to go down with the ship and I don't blame her. You know, we're, we're her and PJ, uh, you know, doing some recreational drugs, uh, I guess you can call them. There's a very good possibility, but you know, I think, uh, I, I don't think PJ is able to run a business on his own. I think Aaron literally carried them through all of their partnerships that they've had throughout the industry. Of course. And, you know, and, and I don't, there, there's a lot of people that hate Aaron Singerman in, in the industry. And, 
you know, I don't think anyone can say that he's not a smart businessman. He knows what he's doing in terms of running his business and growing supplement companies and bringing on athletes and marketing and, and everything else. He's, he's a great businessman. And, and I feel like PJ was kind of, you know, grabbing his coattail and, and, you know, going along for the ride. So I actually, you know, I'm still heavy in the industry, even though I left metrics and I, I talked to some of the retailers out there when, when everything went down, when Aaron and PJ split and PJ put up that goofy video, uh, which was a terrible decision. And, and I said, what do you think? What do you think? Are you going to continue to carry Blackstone if, if PJ is running it? And literally every single one of them said Blackstone will not survive with PJ running the show that he's not smart enough, he doesn't have enough business sense to continue running that brand on its own. Aaron built it to, you know, a, a very successful business. And to have all of that be put on PJ, it will kind of continue to run itself, so to speak. People will continue to buy the product who, who aren't familiar with what's going on. And, and that helps PJ. But anybody in the industry who knows what's going on they're going to think twice about carrying Blackstone. And, you know, now that this this whole raid, you know, in air quotes, raid happened, uh, I don't know if people are going to continue to, to carry the products. There's there's too many questions. There's too many unknowns. And the fact that PJ came on to give this, okay, there's a lot of rumors out there about, you know, what took place at the Blackstone offices and blah, 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 blah. And I want to set the record straight. It, the, the dude didn't say anything. I watched the entire video and I'm going, when's he going to talk about what happened? Right. Nothing. nothing. There was nothing. I'm like, <laughs> why, why did, why did you turn the camera on? What are you, what are you telling us? Oh, business as usual. Yeah. No shit. We, we can tell business as usual, but what happened? And I get it. You know, he doesn't have to disclose that information, but rumors are going to continue to spread then, whether they're truthful or, or completely false. So why wouldn't you just squash it and say, yeah, you know, we got raided, uh, you know, everything is is taken care of, you know, I'm cooperating, you know, there's there's nothing to worry about. Blackstone Labs is, you know, still open for business. We're still shipping out product. We're still doing our normal day to day operations. What do say whatever? But his his little uh, video that he posted was was ridiculous. I mean, he might as well opened up the camera like he did when when he and Singerman split and, and just started going ballistic. I mean, that at least would have been more entertaining than the, the non-information that he gave everybody for this. You know, I want to set the record straight, but I, I don't know. I don't see Blackstone surviving. Um, I think <laughs> I, I, I hate to say it, but there's there's probably a good possibility that Singerman would just buy out PJ completely and say go away and and you know Aaron would take ownership of of Blackstone again but I, I don't know it's it's tough to say but with with PJ at the helm it's it's not looking good and I think Celeste is trying to you know finally figuring out that life with PJ is probably not what she really envisioned I I think her lifestyle and everything that they've been you know buying and building and, and all of that, uh, I think she can go shake Singerman's hand and say thank you. Yeah. Um, I think my take out, I think Aaron Singerman is far more of a 
of a business financial like weapon beast uh savant than people think because i don't think it's necessarily aaron i think aaron has surrounded himself with because you see him on instagram with these like how to be a millionaire people and stuff i think he's i think he's surrounded with people who are like have made him or given him advice to the point where he's become like a a money-making machine. And I don't think people really understand it. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't understand it either. I'm not pretending to understand it. But I think I would not be surprised at all if Aaron and PJ and those guys at, at Blackstone were doing shady, illegal shit. And Aaron had full intentions of bailing on PJ and leaving him with the illegal shit as soon as people started sniffing around. And I mean, that could totally be what happened. They're just, they're like raking in money doing X, Y, or Z. And then, you know, I mean, one of their salesmen bought a fucking Ferrari or whatever that thing was. Yeah, or a I Lambo. saw that. Like, I don't, really? know, I don't know what type of sales like, you have to do for that. Yeah, and they, they have like, I don't know. It, just, it seemed really over the top. Like, um, and it, it's, it's not out of the question that Aaron just did all this stuff and just had PJ there is like, okay. You're going to be here as my best friend just so that when shit starts hitting the fan, I can dump it on you and escape. And that kind of seems like that's what happened. How long ago did they break up? You know, several months. And now all of a sudden the, the fucking black, like, is that a coincidence that that shit's getting raided now when there's this legal problem? And then you got Aaron over here, scot free, clean hands, working with Dallas McCarver and Kai Green. Like, I don't know. I think Aaron is way more cutthroat, intelligent, savvy than people even realize because he's like gone through all of this and just been like, Oh, do, 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 do. I'm on my way to more money and more money and more success. And everyone else is just everyone. It's, it seems like most people that he's let, that he's partnered with and stuff are just like in his dust. Like they're in his wake crumbling and trying to, you know what I mean? Um, and I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that Aaron's like this bad guy or like, take it for what you, what you want, how you want to take it. Um, I'm not trying to like, I'm not having a discussion of morals or anything. Like, that's not what this is about. I just mean that I think Aaron is surround himself with people who are like, like maybe advising him on how to most efficiently earn money and be successful. And sometimes that means having you know escape plans and stuff like that you know it's just the way it is it's not like you know the world isn't all unicorns and uh, rainbows and lollipops that's how that's how shit works you know most very wealthy people had to you know you know stop a few people out on the way so i mean i don't know i just think and i i have i just feel like to me i have a hard time believing that aaron isn't involved somehow and because i've 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 talked to aaron uh, several times i've interviewed him and he just always came across as a guy who was like he 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 always seemed like obsessively driven but like it, just in general so i don't know i think that might be part of it and then pj like you said i mean come on pj got picked up by dave palumbo when he was a kid competing and he's a shitty bodybuilder I mean, in the grand scheme of things. And then 
he was the face of species nutrition that made him popular. He started training fitness chicks and then, you know, it's just like, then he partnered, I mean, Aaron got So he has a job with species and being like controlled by Dave Palumbo. And then as soon as he leaves there, Aaron gets him a job at at Iron Mag Labs. And then that's all Aaron and Rob DiMaggio that help him there. And then he just is, is, is he's, 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 uh, Aaron's Robin to Aaron's Batman uh, during Blackstone and prime and stuff. So like, what has he really done? You know what I mean? He's just, he's just had very good acquaintances. That's his success. I mean, none of it seems to do with him uh, barely at all. He's just, just intelligent and good looking enough and everything and has a good enough physique and all this stuff and is, is, has enough charisma to be like a sidekick in these, in, in these, um, successful ventures, but not the main guy, <laughs> excuse me. So, you know, I just think, uh, as it unravels, I just think like I made the prediction not too long ago that I don't think Aaron Singerman's going to be at all involved in the bodybuilding industry. And I still think that prediction is true. I think Aaron is just going to continue to be more and more successful, garner more and more money. And eventually that's going to take him completely out of bodybuilding because this is not where the money is. I mean, what is prime nutrition now? I don't, is it even a thing anymore? Like, I don't, I don't even know. Like I never see prime anywhere. Dynamic muscle already seems like he's forgetting about that. I mean, maybe not, but I don't know. I feel like dynamic muscle is not even close to what it used to be. Now it's all Redcon. Like how many supplement companies can you start? I refuse to believe like Aaron doesn't anyone who thinks Aaron is thinking, Oh yeah, Redcon's my future. Come on. He's already, he's created what four supplement companies in the last three years. Like he doesn't, he's creating those for a separate read. He's creating those as stepping stones to other ventures. He's not creating them because he wants supplement companies. Like, Come on. There's no well, Aaron, way like Redcon will not listen. Redcon will not be a thing in a year and a half. Just like all those other supplement companies are no longer a thing a year. It's like that's just how, he Aaron's not Aaron's thinking bigger. And I know this from personal conversations with him. He he's he doesn't he just doesn't want a supplement company that's making him a uh, half million dollars a year or whatever. That's not what he's about. He's about bigger success. And bigger success isn't Redcon 1 and Dallas McCarver. That's just like a a tool to get you to sustain you until you, you know, make the right connections and get to the next level. That's how I see it. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've messaged back and forth with, with Aaron a few times and in, in all honesty, Aaron is a true entrepreneur. I mean, he, he thinks big, he dreams big and, and he works until he reaches, you know, the pinnacle of whatever that dream is. And then as soon as he hits it, he finds another dream. And and that's not meant to be said in any type of, of negative way. I mean, Aaron has built very successful supplement companies. And, you know, I, I don't doubt that that Redcon is just a stepping stone. You know, I think, you know, acquiring and getting Prime and Blackstone and and doing that and then starting Redcon, I see maybe one, two, even three more brands that that he's going to start before he finally says enough is enough but i i don't think aaron's going to stay in the supplement industry for the rest of his career 
I have a feeling he's going to make his money. He's going to invest wisely. And, you know, I don't want to say he's going to disappear, but, you know, he's going to go live a, a, a nice life. You know, he's going to allow his, his investments to, to basically pay for his lifestyle. And, and that's going to be that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, being an entrepreneur, that's, that's what your dream is. It's, you know, you hustle hard, as hard as you can, as quickly as you can. You build something up, you sell it off, you, you make your money, you go find a new hustle. Now it's now it's this brand, it's this company, it's that product, it's you know whatever, and you build it up until it gets to be you know, have it financially make sense to sell. You find the right buyer, you sell it off, you go find something else, and and I think that's what, what he's doing. And I could be totally wrong, but just based off of the history of of what he's done so far in the history in the, in the industry, that's what it seems like to me at least. And you know mm-hmm. that's not a bad thing. I mean I. You know, being an entrepreneur myself, I, I respect that. And, you know, what what he's done in terms of building his business, I, you know, I, I give him props for, for what he's done and what he's accomplished. Uh, PJ, on the other hand, I, ooh, he, he's in for a world of hurt. And, and I definitely don't think that this raid is going to be the last thing we hear. I have a feeling in the coming weeks, the coming months, Something big is going to come out, and uh, I I don't think it's going to be good. Uh, I I couldn't agree more. Uh, everything you said, I I, I agree with. Um, I mean, I guess it's it's hard to. I, I I hate when people say when when people speak on a, and we're all guilty of it. But when someone speaks on a situation, and say I would have done this. Like shut your mouth everyone listening don't do that don't be the guy who says oh if you said that to me i would have done this like don't tell everyone what you would have done because you have no fucking idea what you would have done in said situation because you weren't in that situation like people that drives me nuts like i wouldn't have done this i it's like don't act like you know what it's like to be in somebody else's situation especially when it's like Especially when the situation is like nothing like your life at all. Like you work a nine to five at Target and like, and then you, you talk about what you would do if you were Tiger Woods in his situation. Like shut your mouth. You have no idea what you would do. You don't even know any, you haven't even experienced those emotions in your entire life. Like you don't know what you would do. And it goes, it goes like, and then you have people like, let's say Aaron, like if Aaron like, fucked over uh whoever if if he did i'm not saying he did but even if he did like don't get on your high horse and say you know i would never have done that to this like you don't know what was going on you don't really know the ins and outs of it you don't know what you would have done don't act like i just don't like that i don't like people like it's my hatred for that started with tiger woods i was i still am a huge tiger woods fan he's my favorite athlete ever probably but he like when he got caught, it's like, don't act like you, these fat, stupid guys on their couch, you know, drinking their Milwaukee's best and, you know, working at some factory. I would never bang all those girls out him. Oh, what a fucking idiot. Like, shut your, like, you understand how stupid you sound right now? Like, can I ask you how, how many times have you had busloads of perfect 
looking 21-year-old females wanting to do whatever they could do to you. Every single place that you go at every moment. Was that ever happened to you? And you were able to say no because you had a wife. It's like, fuck you. Like, don't act like you know what you would have done in other people's situations. Like, that is so annoying because you just don't know. And you know all those people would have given in a temptation probably 10 times more than Tiger Woods would have or, or whatever. You know, it's like just, just that that's like uh, something that really bothers me. So I don't want to get into this whole like, well, Aaron used someone to their advantage or whatever. Like, first of all, we don't know any of that. It's not even something that we, we know about. So, like, to, to, to sit here and say, I wouldn't do this or I wouldn't do that. Like, you don't even know what you're talking about in the first place. So, you know, like you said, at the, at the bottom line is, uh, I mean, success is success. And there's something, there's something that, I mean, there's something there that should be, that should garner some sort of respect, you know. Uh, on both ends of the equation. Um, and, and, and at the bottom line, we don't want to see any of this happen to, to, to our industry and how, and that now you have more black eyes on the industry. Um, and it's just, it's just not, it's, it's not a, it's not a pleasant, um, topic to, to have to discuss. And on the same token, more unpleasantness, we have the iron addicts raid, which apparently, is coming out to be one of the biggest steroid busts in American history. Um, <laughs> like, man, like what was like, what was that? Like, th- th- I mean, the, the, the stories coming out of that are like unbelievable, like stuff you don't even, you can't even believe like you guys were doing 10 million in steroid sales and not even trying to hide it. Like, it just seems like <laughs> how the, stupid can you get? Yeah, the stuff people do for money. Like, why would you? That's like somebody who robs the bank and then they go post like a big, you know, pile of cash on Facebook and they're like, "Hey, look what I just stole!" <laughs> you yeah. idiot! With a gun and a <laughs> with a gun and a mask in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like what? Like, I don't know how you could. I mean, the the stupidity of it is is one thing. But just the risk involved in that type of behavior, just for money, like, I don't know. I mean, you could, I don't know. I don't think, no amount of money is worth that kind of stress. And like, what do you have now? You just did all that work. And you know, those guys are busting their ass. Like, don't, like, let's not act like. intended now. Yeah. (laughs) Just because. (laughs) Just because they were doing things that were illegal and they were being shady and whatever, and if you disagree with steroids and everything because you're uneducated about it, whatever, but that's fine dandy, but you know they were working their asses off to to earn all that money, whether it was illegal or not. Like, a drug dealer who's earning millions of dollars works his ass off to get there. Uh, Now it's all for nothing. For nothing. Now you're going to lose all your fucking money. You're going to go to prison for 10 years probably. Like what? Like all that work. Like you could have you done half that work in a different industry, made yourself a six-figure living, and been legal and not – like now what? Like yeah, you got to drive a Ferrari for three months, and now you're, now you're broke, and you're not – you know, it's like – I don't know. The Plumbo seems to think the guy's going to go to do his time, get out make like a, a supplement company or something and be successful. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. I, I don't know if that whole, 
business model doesn't seem to be working lately. But I mean, who knows? I just think I just think the the risk to reward. I don't know, man. That's just crazy. I would not risk that type of shit for anything besides like if I was protecting my family or something. That's the only reason I would ever risk. Like, man, you can keep your $10 million. I'm not going to prison and losing all my money and all my credit and all my everything else. Like, I don't know. People are – it's a crazy, crazy story. It really is. That's that's one of those things where you're an idiot for basically showboating everything. You know, if you were smart, you would have invested it so that, you know, you didn't have to do anything for the rest of your life. You can stop – you know, the whole steroid ring and, and, you know, distribution and, and get out of any type of situation where, you know, you could potentially go to jail. I mean, $10 million off of it. I mean, good God. I mean, think of all the things that you could do with that money rather than showboating it and, and bragging about stuff on the internet. I, I mean, he, he did it to himself. So I, it's hard for me to feel bad for him. While I don't agree that the government is, is spending so much money on, you know, trying to do all these different steroid busts and stuff like that. I mean, look, we, we have drug cartels walking the streets of America every single day. You mean to tell me that you would much rather go after some guy who's selling steroids to get guys jacked than, you know, potential drug deals that go wrong and people get shot or people overdose or, you know, it, let's, let's, let's tally up how many deaths come from drugs versus steroids. You know, where, where are our true priorities at? And I'm not trying to justify that, that steroids. How about alcohol compared to every single performance enhancer ever? It's a, oh, exactly. it's, a, it's, it's a billion to one literally, but yeah, go ahead. No, I mean that's that's the whole point of what I'm getting at. It's like why why are we fighting these fights for what? Like we have we have nothing better to do. Like I mean, did we clean up all of the streets that that you decided now you're going to go after drug dealers? I get it. It was a big uh, you know, steroid ring that you busted, but really what what good are you doing? I mean, it, if you're curious if I'm sleeping better at night knowing that some steroid dealer is off the streets i don't give a freaking rat's ass that this dude is in jail or if he's selling steroids it's it's not affecting anyone truly in a negative way i mean i I have yet to hear of anyone who has overdosed on on steroids because of this guy uh I, i mean look at the clientele i mean who's who's using the products they're generally not you know druggies or or you know bad people it's just guys who want to get bigger and sometimes it's not even that some people just want to you know increase their their natural test because they have low tests so they're getting some steroids from this guy you know whatever the case may be maybe it's performance enhancing drugs maybe they're they're using it in uh, you know maybe some of the, his clients are people in the NFL uh, you know MLB whatever it, it could be a, a whole balco type of thing but i think I think this is ridiculous. It's it's blown way out of proportion. If if anybody watched the news and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this guy is a monster!" Like you need to get your head checked. There's there's so much worse out there, and we're focusing on freaking steroids. You know, get real. Yeah, you said uh, you essentially said it. It's a victimless crime. So I mean, to me, 
I, I just feel like all drugs and all crime and everything should be based on that. If something is victimless, then you have to lesser you have you have to I mean no matter what punishment these guys get, it's gonna be too great. I mean, obviously. Like who are they hurting? I mean and I as far as I know, I think they were paying taxes and shit on it, which makes it even more crazy because they're fucking you know, that's another way you get caught. But it's like who are you hurting? There's no victim in this crime. So how can you isn't that what crimes are? Aren't, aren't crimes like things that are like harmful to other people? Like there's no, that's, that's not the case in this situation. If I sell steroids to everyone in New Hartford, New York, who's the victim? Who am I hurting? Assuming I'm, I'm, I'm selling, I'm not purposely selling bad shit to people, which would be a different story. In which case I, I should be hammered for that. That, cause now I'm, I've, I've created victims. There's no victims, you know what I'm, so like, what is the, what are you really punishing them for? Earning money off the, like off the, they, they should get like working under the table punishment. Not, not like, I don't know. I mean, there's no, it's, it's like the same thing. I was like, there's no, there's no victim. So you have to lessen the severity of the crime when there's no victim. That's how I feel about it. That's why I hate alcohol. Because alcohol, there are victims of alcohol who have never even tasted alcohol, you know? Yeah. Like, right. it happens all the time. And that makes alcohol, the like, one of the most lethal drugs we've ever seen. Like, I don't care about somebody smoking three packs a day and giving themselves lung cancer. Like, who cares? They're fully aware of that. They're an adult. They're allowed to do that. Who cares? It's it's the guy who gets drunk as hell and can't control himself and goes and drives and, and kills somebody that I know. Like that's the like that's that's a like how anyone can think otherwise is just completely beyond my scope of understanding. I just don't get how you can even compare like I don't know. Like if you I think if you get a DWI, like put it this way, if I went out tonight and I blew a point one, I think I should get a way harsher punishment than this guy gets for 10 million of steroids because I'm way, way, way more of a danger to society than he ever was. I'm driving by people in my 4,000 pound piece of iron going 70 and I can't even control the, the thing. This guy, what is he doing? Guy shooting a little test or popping some D ball. Who gives a crap? I mean, Advil and the stuff that your doctor gives to you are worse than those drugs. Like n nothing's da more dangerous than someone in a Tahoe who's drunk. That's the most dangerous thing in our entire society. But it's like, oh, you get a DWI, you get a $2,000 fine and your license gets revoked for five weeks. Like, oh, geez, that's zero tolerance. How like, like you, you apparently the U.S. government apparently has zero understanding of what zero tolerance means. Like. God, I'm always I'm always ranting on alcohol because I hate it so much. I hate I just hate the I hate the the way that our not alcohol itself necessarily. I just hate the way that our society deals with and interacts with alcohol and acts like just completely ignores. They, they're just like you know, let's ignore it. Like St. Patrick's Day is coming up. Like 
Jesus Christ. Don't even get me started with that bullshit. Well, I think I think you said something that that people don't realize. And and my understanding is the same as what you said. This individual was paying taxes on the steroid sales. That's that's like a a heroin dealer putting it on his taxes that he has this income and now we don't know how he classified it um you know it maybe it was website or business or whatever um you know you don't have to put down specific you know products but he's paying taxes on it so the government's making their money yeah. so you would you would think that they'd look at it and go okay so 10 million dollars taxes on that ends up being this you know let's say he continues this for five, 10 years, we would still end up making this. We're just going to look the other way because he's not killing anybody. You know, he, he's not, you know, being harmful or dangerous or, or reckless in any way. And, it, uh, know, and another thing, not to interrupt you, but real quick, the people who are buying the steroids are taxpaying citizens by and large. So the money that's being used to pay for them, it's the same thing because people who buy steroids aren't drug addicts. They're not, they're not, robbing their grandmothers and shit to get money that's not steroid users steroids aren't those kind of drugs so it's even deeper than that you know but continue yeah, it, it it just cracks me up you know <laughs> if anything it should make the government look at it and go huh we could make a lot of money if we would just make steroids legal and we just tax them and i mean i get it technically they they are legal to an extent if you go through a pharmaceutical company but I mean, what you would pay through a pharmaceutical company and what you get, you know, street value is is two completely different things. But you know, I, I I don't get it. I don't I don't understand. It's it's not harming anyone. It's helping people. Uh, dude, the dude's paying taxes. I don't know. I I can see that being an angle that that his lawyers have. I'm not sure who's going to be representing him. Um, I, I have spoken with with Rick Collins about it. And at the time I spoke with him, he had not been contacted by these individuals. Um, I, I hope they contact him. I think, uh, he would be a great attorney for them and represent them well, because I believe it's the, the, the whole case is, is going to be up in New York anyways. So it would just make sense to have Rick present. I mean, he's already there, but the whole situation is, is just, utterly ridiculous it's it's hilarious to me that that this is you know where we're spending our time and our taxpayer dollars to fight you know steroids i mean i i don't know anybody who walks up and down the street or is in a normal conversation with somebody and that's a topic that that just comes up out of the blue like oh man i really wish we would get steroids off of the street it's 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 plaguing our city our city is so degraded and you know, it, our our city's going downhill, and it's all because of steroids. Said no one ever. Yeah. Like what? Right. <laughs> like, come on. Like we have bigger fish to fry, and and you know, <laughs> enough's enough. Like said said no one ever. Yet the majority of people think it's still a possibility. Like people really are. Like steroids, I think is next. The drug right now that people are finally starting to wake up and use their tiny little brains. To realize that they were lied to about is marijuana. That's where we're yeah. at now. Marijuana is the one that now people are saying like, wait a minute. If this is so bad, how come nothing's ever bad as a come of it ever? Ever. Like, hmm. 
Like, let me think here for a second and be the one animal that's smarter than a chimp on our planet and realize that that doesn't, doesn't make any sense. And now, but steroids are not even close to marijuana, let me tell you. People still think steroids are the devil. They think they are Lucifer's candy and you're going to like, they do this, they make your dick small, they make you this and that, they kill you. It's like, you know, where are the bodies? As John Romano said, where are the bodies? What do you mean? You have no examples of what you're saying, yet you believe it. That's Which is one of the biggest issues in our entire country. People believing shit that they don't even, is a fairy tale. It's like believing that Lord of the Rings is real. Like, what do you mean? Just because it's on TV? Where have you ever seen it anywhere else? But <laughs> I won't even get into that shit. But, you know, it's like, <laughs> but but I think at some point steroids will start being a little more um, accepted. It's just going to take time for people to come around and hopefully be like, man, this is just a load of crap, you know. Um, Regu- regulated. I don't give a of shit. Of course. Regulate. same yeah, you thing can... you're doing with, with marijuana. I mean, open it up. You know, if the state wants to take it in, let them go through the process and, and bring it in. Yeah. If, like, if, the, you know, whatever. The age thing to me is big. So I think, like, you should not be able to use steroids unless you're like, make it 25. You know? Who yeah. cares? 22, 24. And then the – then uh, I want to rant. Like, these people, you can go in the military at 18. Like, that has anything to do with it, you clowns. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. You can fight for your country, but you can't drink alcohol? What? Like, what? 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 what is the – what is the – I don't understand that correlation. Like, they're not – they're not – you're not – oh, God, people are so dumb. But anyways, like, yeah, just make it so you can't – and make the laws harsh. Keyword. Make harsh laws for underage drinking or better or like buying alcohol for minors even more so like that should be it already is a big a big offense. But I think, um, you know, make steroids legal, make it so only 25 year olds and up can use them. There'd be no problems. Even if there wasn't an age limit, there'd be no problems. But we don't want 18 year olds, you know, watching Boston Lloyd's dumbass and take, you know, most people who are in their late 20s can can kind of realize that Boston Lloyd is a complete clown. Uh, but so the, the, the ones that can't, that's just Darwinism. You can't do anything about that. But, uh, you know, I think I agree with you. I think it should just be regulated. Same with marijuana. Same with, uh, I think, I think alcohol, you can't make alcohol illegal. It just doesn't, I mean, prohibition worked a lot better than people like to believe because obviously it's such a big industry now that we're just, it's shoved down our throat how bad it was, but okay. Uh, every single health marker in America went up. Domestic abuse went down. You don't don't learn about that though. Uh, all, all you learn about is it caused crime. People still drank, uh, but it's. I think you have to you have to enforce the laws when you make things legal. You know, and I think that's all all we got to do with um with with steroids too. But again, it's it's. I don't think steroids are even close to that yet. I think we're looking at another, I think, personally, I think in another half decade, marijuana is probably going to be legal pretty much everywhere in the nation. Uh, there might be a couple states that are like stragglers. I think steroids are going to be like a long time. I think it's going to be a decade or more before we start talking about that, unfortunately. But um, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's, it's unfortunate to see... Um, this type of stuff going down, but I'd like to sit down with a, like a, a legal, whoever it would be, you know, a DEA member or whatever, and be like, listen, 
Can you explain to me why this guy, the Iron Addicts guy, why is he going to prison for 10 years? Just explain it to me. And there's no way. Like, what are you going to say? Like, no, he's not putting anyone in danger. What are you going to say? He's putting, like, kids in danger? Like, I don't think he was selling to kids. So that's that's not right. I mean, no. He wasn't. He was paying taxes. So he was, you know, he was giving his money to the government like he should have. What was he? He wasn't hurting anyone. There were no victims. But you're going to try to you're going to justify to me, to my face that he deserves a decade in prison. And then you look at all the other things that get you a decade in prison. There are people who murder other people and get a decade in prison. Like you can't make a case for that. It's impossible. But, you know, but that's the way it is. Despite the fact that it's completely illogical and doesn't eat it, it's 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 irrefutably incorrect, but it still happens. Like I, it, it stuff bothers me. Um, but you know, let's let's move on because um, I'm getting flustered over here. I got my lean fuel in me, and I'm just starting to starting to rage on my lean fuel. <laughs> <laughs> um, Get the, the lean sweats. fuel. Actually, uh, I am too. Uh, I got my uh, pack powerlifting hoodie on from uh, our old powerlifting team. I'm living in the past right now, uh, but uh-oh, guys. Actually, if you guys use Lean Fuel by Iron Mag Labs, the you can crack open the capsules and put it in a drink, and you don't even notice it's in there. So you could literally take some Crystal Light and put a Lean Fuel in there. The V2 or the v, the original one works too, but the the original one's got a little taste to it. But the new one, you throw it in a drink, and you got like a super monster fat burning drink. Um, and it's, you can't, trust me, you can't tell it's in there. You might see some specks in there. If that bothers you, then I'm sorry, but you know, but it's, it's actually, uh, instead of like having to buy one of these stimulant drinks that are way overpriced, just throw your lean fuel in a drink and you have like a time release. I love doing that, but, and that's what I did right now. I'm, I'm feeling it. So, uh, we got the Arnold classic. We did a little preview. Uh, it's actually what in like, a four days now uh so we did a little preview of the men's open last week so we just want to touch on the 212 uh we don't have a ton of time left but you know i think the 212 i was listening to dave palumbo and they had zach Kahn on the show it was uh, it was all right um but they were talking about the 212 and how, whether it's more competitive and all this stuff i think that it is more competitive i don't think you could really argue that i mean in my mind you got one two three four five Six, you got five guys who want to place first, not want, they expect to place first. Um, in the open, you have two, you know? So, I mean, uh, it is more competitive, uh, but it makes me wonder if, if bodybuilding should have weight classes just because the only difference between the open and the 212 is that one has a weight requirement and one doesn't. Uh, so I feel like if you made a, a 185 class, like a 180 class and then like a, a 205 class and then a 230 class, uh, and then up like four, and then supers, whatever, I think that inevitably at least three of the classes would have better conditioning than they do now and better shape and structure and stuff. But, uh, who knows, I guess, but I, I do think because the 212 has a weight limit. It's kind of got a whole different dynamic and feel to it than the open. There's way there's there's far better camaraderie. 
um, there's far better conditioning, and the guys seem more passionate to me. I don't know if you get that feeling, but I feel like the 212 guys, it's, it's a different feel to the sport of bodybuilding in the 212 than it is in the open. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it's almost like, uh, and I don't want to pick on their their size and stature, but it's it's almost like the little scrappy guys that you know they they all want to go after each other. They're they're all excited, you know. They're they all want to do the exact same thing. You know, they're fighting for the same reason, and you know it's it's different than the open. Like the open, it's so like why no pun intended but but wide open like you have your your crew that you know you expect to win big shows when they're present whereas with the 212 it could it could really go you know any way i mean last year nobody thought that that hide was going to beat jose raymond and he did um david henry you can never count that guy out guy Cisternino. Super hardworking guy, uh, you know. I would throw him in the mix. I mean, it's. I think that this year, and then you have Ashkenani, who's who's in the mix. He did extremely well, obviously, at the Olympia. Um, it, it's gonna. I, I'm more excited, and we said this. I can't remember what show it was. Maybe it was the New York Pro. I can't remember. But one of the shows last year, we said that we were more excited for the 212 than we were the Open. And and for me at least, it's it's that way again, for this year's Arnold. I'm I'm more interested in in seeing these six guys, um, between Hide and Ashkenani and Sister Nino and Dixon and Henry and Raymond. I, I want to see what they do up on stage. You know, I want to see them go to war. Um, I, I expect you know, like we said last week, Cedric will probably win the Open. Um, you know, and then it's a toss up between Juan and, um, you know, the, the rest of the lineup, uh, you know, Dallas will be in the mix somewhere, but it, it, with the two twelve, it's, it's truly anybody's game. I would love to see David Henry, uh, you know, creep back up. Uh, I don't, I don't know what package he's going to bring, but I'm, I'm super excited for the two twelve personally. Yeah. I am too because I really – some of these guys I really like. Like I love Guy Cicernino. Um, not only his physique but his no bullshit, you know, hardworking mentality. Ashkenani is a new guy, um, just a beast from the Middle East. So uh, he's, he's interesting because he's so new. Um, Charles Dixon, my boy, love Charles Dixon. Uh, just a great man. Crazy, awesome, gnarly physique. David Henry's one of my favorite bodybuilders ever. Um minuscule waist crazy detail um i'm pulling for david henry i want to see him win i hate this bullshit about his legs not being big enough they all got weaknesses i feel like when a guy has slightly weak legs it's like 10 times more detrimental to their placing than any other weak point which i don't agree with i think just because i think if your physique so i think sometimes a physique can get away with slight legs it doesn't look bad. And I think David Henry's an example of that. Like some physiques can't get away. Like um, Johnny Jackson couldn't get away with slight legs. His body didn't work that way. It, I don't know. It's weird. I think because David Henry's waist is so small and stuff, his legs being slight, it doesn't really bother me, I guess. Yeah, um, I agree. But 
I had David Henry, I thought David Henry won last year. His ab and thigh shot was like unbelievable. I mean, from the waist up, that's the best ab thigh I've probably ever seen, ever. I mean, crazy, crazy, craziness. The back double and stuff. For some reason, last year, David Henry was like behind everyone else. Like every like David Henry was on the line, and every other guy was two feet in front of the line. Like he didn't step up. I don't know why. So he looked smaller than he should have. Uh, but yeah, I'm pulling for David Henry. I want David Henry to win. I I don't think I would predict that, uh, but I want I would like David Henry to win. I think it's going to be Askinani or uh, Jose. Um, although I don't know. You got Hide in here. He's the defending champ. If Hide won, wins, there's going to be a riot. Because there's no way, I mean, I, I don't want to say there's no way because I don't want to sound like like a like that, but I don't, I, I can't imagine a situation where Hide has the best physique up there. It just doesn't seem possible. Like, Hide is like 46 or he's older. He, he hasn't, his back is very underwhelming. He doesn't have the greatest structure. He doesn't have very good arms. You know, and you got guys like David Henry and Jose Raymond and Ashkenani. I mean, man, just just Ashkenani alone. Like, how does how does Hide beat him? I just don't see that at all. Um, that's almost like I don't even know how what what that would be like in the open. But I just don't see Hide having the firepower to deal with these guys. Um, Jose Raymond's always always fun to see because he's just so gnarly. Um, and then you have. Uh, Quincy Winkler, who's taking a lot of time off. He's trying to come back and um, live up to his brother. I've always said Quincy is he's, – he's always had great potential. I mean, he's, he has the same genetics as, as – really, I meant the, not the same, but you know what I mean. He's Quincy Winkler's brother – or he's – Quincy is Ruley Winkler's brother. Um, and I think you can totally see that in his physique. He's got great – He's got, a, he's got a good structure. He's got great skin, great tie-ins, great midsection. It's all there. He just needs to put it together and, and put on some more muscle. He's yeah. a little tall for the class, but I think Quincy Winkler could be a force. I really do uh, if he pulls it together. And he took a lot of time off, so hopefully this is the, the, the one for him. Uh, Kong Won Kang looks pretty crazy. I love his physique. Very like um, – he's got like a long torso – it's it's a pretty common Asian build, like a longer torso, shorter diesel legs. He's got that going on. It's a really it's a good look. I think um, Wan Kang will definitely um, uh, represent himself well. He may not be top three or whatever, but he's gonna be good. I can almost guarantee you that. I saw some video of him looking real crazy. Um, there's a couple guys in here I've never even heard of, so that's always interesting to see guys you've not heard of. I don't know if they're Arnold amateur winners or, or what, uh, but, you know, seeing new guys um, is always like this Mitchell Stotts guy. I'm not sure who that is. Uh, I guess everyone else I know of. Uh, no, Manuel, Manuel Manchado. I don't really know that much. Yeah, of I don't know him either. So, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be a good show because, you know, just like last, you don't know, but more than likely it's going to come down to like five, a five or a four or five guy call out where they're all, they've all nailed it. And what happens is you can, you can say, okay, imagine a call out with Phil Heath and Jay Cutler and Ryan. It's like, yeah, 
those are th those are great names to see together. But if they're not all on, they're not all going to be themselves. You see it in every single competitor. When they're 100 imagine remember uh in 09 when Jay Cutler came out, the way he acted, he knew he was he knew he was on, the way he stomped his quad down and he was like he he commanded the stage and he was a beast on stage. That that's a product of him knowing that he's his best. And if you have four or five guys who not only are the best in their class or whatever, but are also their best at that time, they all act like they're their best. So you get this you get this awesome dynamic where four guys are all at their best. They're all acting like it. They're all like, this is my show. I'm on and I'm going to take this and command it. And when you have a group of guys all doing that at once, it just makes for awesome competition. Um, not like when you have Kai and Cedric in a two-man call-out and Kai is not his best, so he's all reserved with his fake smile. Then you have you know, Cedric acting like a boss and Kai acting like a, a church mouse. You know, Finals was different last year, but you understand what I'm saying. When you have a... When you, when you look good, you act a different way or competitors act in a different way when they, when they know they look good. And that's what usually happens at this show in the 212. You get four guys that look good and man, they just go at each other. And, um, that's going to be really exciting. I, I'm, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be the guy who says I'm more excited for the 212 than I am the open because I'm really not, but this is probably the closest I've ever been to being, I mean, it is. It is it in especially maybe not in any show because I can't really remember all the shows I've seen. But in regards to the Arnold and the Olympia, this is the most this is the closest I've ever been to being more excited for the 212 than I am the open. Um, not saying I am, but it is the closest I've ever been to that, which tells you, you know, a lot about the 212 lineup. I'm I don't know. I'm I'm that guy. While while I like the lineup for the open, um Fwad, I, I don't know how his quad's going to hold up. Obviously he can come in in shape, but it, somehow he's going to have to hide that quad. Baeki, I like him. Max Charles, I like him. Will Harris, he's a vampire. <laughs> um, he looks he doesn't look good. He does not look good. <laughs> uh Lockett Lockie can be hit or miss. Obviously, he had a good run last year. Um, he fixed a lot of the issues that you and I talked about earlier in the year. Um, Dallas McCarver. He's, he's, I didn't even know Lockett was in the show. That's that's exciting, actually. I didn't even know that until right now. Yeah, so it should be interesting to see how he comes in. I mean, last year he came in. I think if memory serves me right, he didn't start off the year very well. He he didn't look great, but then he started dialing it in in the middle of the season, and then towards the end, you know, he was really peaking. Dallas McCarver, we saw him three weeks out. He looked terrible, um, but still, you know, it, it, are those photos real or were they taken earlier? I saw a quad shot of him um just the other day it looked pretty decent so it looks like he might be dialing it in cedric i still think will win and then juan obviously he's he's in the mix i think for either two or three uh, yep i think um i think my dark horse it's not really a dark horse because everyone thinks he's in but i think it's a i think there's a way better possibility for juan to win the arnold than people think i mean juan Juan won the New York Pro, and he beat a very good Victor Martinez. 
I'm telling you, if Juan is the best he's ever been, he's he's right there. Juan will have the best upper body in the show. Like that That's a fact. It's just a matter of his legs and whether or not they're going to p- punish him too much on his legs and how much he may or may not have improved them in this time that he's had off. Uh, but Juan Morel is no joke. Uh, the guy's been like ninth or eighth at the Olympia. He won the New York Pro. Uh, he's he's very, very good. So don't sleep on Juan Morel. I, I predict Juan will be second to, to Cedric's first, uh, followed by... Uh, more than likely Dallas McCarver. I think Dallas will look good. I think that video is not a great representation of what he's going to look like on stage, but I just don't think he's the world beater that everyone thinks. Um, as far as the 212, if I had to give a prediction, man, I think Ashkenani's going to win. Ooh. Um, just because he's the highest ranking guy coming in, technically. I think Jose is going to be second. Uh, followed by David Henry in third, and then Guy's sister Nino in fourth. Guy or Charles Dixon in fourth, uh, and then you're gonna have Hide right there too, right around the fifth, sixth slot. Uh, that's that's how I'm going in two twelve. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty similar. I mean, I think Ashkenani will probably take first based off of the way that he's been looking. I think Jose Raymond will be second. I'm actually thinking that Henry will be third fourth i'm gonna go with sister nino and then fifth dixon and then actually i, I ooh, i forgot about Hide. i don't know i still dang i forgot about Hide. yeah i'm i'm putting Hide like fifth fifth ish i just don't think he got smoked at the olympia yeah. i know he won this last year but he's i don't know man i don't i don't know they're, posed, they're, they're, they're judging the posing round, so that's going to help him a little bit, I guess. But I don't know, man. I don't think he's going to be – maybe he'll win. I think he's either going to win or be fifth. <laughs> I just feel like Askinani's like the new uh, – uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, Kevin English. He's yeah. just like unbelievably huge for the 212, and I think he's going to overwhelm these guys. Um, if he's a little crisper than he was at the, at the Olympia and a little even bigger, which is a possibility, he's really short, man, he's going to be hard to beat. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'll, I'm definitely going to be watching. So, right. Yeah, me too. Lee and I are going to be watching from, uh, well, not the prejudging. The 212 prejudging is still in the expo hall, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the 212. No doubt about it. Um, so everyone enjoy the Arnold classic. When you hear this, it's going to be like probably tomorrow or something. I'll get this up as soon as possible. And then it's going to, because it's Tuesday now. So best case, you guys are listening to this on like Wednesday night. Uh, so it's only a couple days. And even that's a stretch. So you're probably going to be hearing this on Thursday, you know, the day before the prejudging. Because I think the prejudging is on Friday. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, check out ironmaglabs.com. You all know the deal. You can use coupon code Jeff15 for 15% off at checkout. That's G-E-O-F-F, 15. Uh, IronMagResearch.com, that coupon code also applies for research chemicals and peptides. IronMagazine.com, that's where all our content is. All the shows, check out International Iron with myself and Lee Priest. Um, Had a good show a couple weeks ago, and uh, definitely looking forward to that Arnold Classic breakdown show with lee uh this coming friday and uh, that's all i got matt um 
it was a good show, and uh, I think uh, I'm, th- I'm uh, th- my my wife's texting me, making fun of my wrap up. <laughs> uh, but uh, she makes fun of when I say Jeff fifteen. She does it all the time. Like I'll, I'll finish wrapping up, and then I'll go out there, and she'll be like G E O. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> That's what wives are for, yeah, though. Got to laugh at yourself. Your wife is our showstopper. Yeah, yeah, there's a showstopper. <laughs> Sending you a text. Ah, we're about wrapped up. Yeah, right. Of course. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got. You got any final words, Matt? No, I'm excited for the Arnold, uh, even though it's it's kind of lost its luster. But I think it's going to be another good a good show. 212, definitely looking forward to it. The Open, interesting to see how a lot of these guys come in. But uh, next week, we'll be talking about the winners. Absolutely. Everyone going to Columbus, safe travels. Uh, enjoy your free products um, and try not to get frostbite out there. And with that, we've come to the end of another episode of Central Bodybuilding, brought to you by Iron Mag Labs and IronMagResearch.com. I am Jeff Roberts for Mr. Matt White, and we are out of here.